Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today we are doing another review for The Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 3, called The Sin. I am joined here in radio contact with Mark from across the galaxies, the universe. I don't know. Whatever the Star Wars reference is, it's Mark. How are you doing out there, buddy? Well, Matt, I tell you, I got all these bounty hunters on my ass, and they keep following me just because I bought this little Yoda doll for some reason at the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and they won't leave me alone. Well, the good news I hear, Mark, is you were able to afford the greatest bounty hunter of all to cover your ass, Sam Esaran. She's covering you, isn't she? Man, that would be so cool. Can we just do a Metroid show? Oh, man, don't get me tempted. Anyhow, folks, we're here to talk about the third episode, so I say, why don't we get straight to it? Mark here, he's going to give us a brief synopsis on how the episode went. Chapter 3, The Sin. The Mandalorian delivers the child to the client, who he questions for his plans for the child's well-being, but refuses to tell. The client rewards the Mandalorian with more Beskar steel, which he uses to forge and upgrade his armor for his clan. However, it turns out he has had to change the heart and goes to rescue the child from the clutches of the former imperialist. In the process, gaining a horde of bounty hunters that will surely follow him throughout the galaxy, only to be rescued by his fellow Mandalorians and eventually escaping with the child in hand. That sounds good. Tell me more, Mark. Oh, wait, you're done. Let's proceed. Okay, I'm done with this. That was wonderful. That was horrible. Shut up. I'm sick. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Mark, uh, I kind of want to hand it to you just so I can like get my bearings here. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on the episode? Positives, negatives, what have you? I liked that we had some interactions from the fellow Mandalorians. They seemed, I really liked them a lot. No, I did too. It's like, I'm kind of glad we got more of like the interaction between not just Mando and the, uh, I'm assuming the Smith maker tribe person, uh, tribe leader. But we also got like to check out the relationship between the other rankings, like the big brute and all that stuff to just kind of see like how they see each other. I, I thought that was fun. It's nice little homely establish. Oh yeah. Also, I mean, not that we needed the Mandalorian to confirm this, but Warner Herzog is just one intimidating SOB. Oh my goodness, he is. Like, I, as far as we know, he's just a human in the Star Wars world. And I mean, not that the Mandalorians aren't just humans, they're just, you know, trained and all that stuff. But I was like, man, I'm pretty sure this guy could just, you know, kill the Mandalorian right now. And I think I was making a comment earlier saying, like, at first I thought he was kind of funny that he reminded me of uh, Liam O'Brien playing that one guy from Resident Evil 5. Right, right. But he even still, the actor here plays this mafia-like boss pretty well. Oh, and then, of course, uh, Carl Weathers. I really liked him a lot. And I'm happy he seems to be uh, coming back as well. He didn't get uh, axed there at the docking bay. Yeah, I agree, too. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think this has been a pretty fun episode. Uh, I was telling you before, I still kind of prefer the second episode more. But that's only because that one felt more like an adventure little bit of a pantomime, not so reliant on dialogue per se. But this one, I feel like it really kind of progressed the story well in terms of relationships between like the baby Yoda creature and the Mandalorian tribe, as well as like how the underground bounty hunters work amongst each other. And like, there's no honor amongst thieves or whatever. I felt like it was really well paced. 
And that can be attributed to this episode's director, Miss Deborah Chow, who will be returning for episode seven of The Mandalorian, but also impressed Lucasfilm so much that she'll be the sole director for the upcoming Obi-Wan series that'll drop on Disney Plus at some point. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we were talking offhand. It's like there really is no real cons to be had here. Like, it felt like another progression of the overall story. I'm glad that we didn't have, like, the Baby Yoda just come and go as just, like, oh, it's another tale for the Mando. But it's like, oh, no, it actually could prove to be something substantial down the line. I also like the fact that we kind of introduced one of the other characters who were kind of behind the fallen empire, the scientist guy who was telling Mando, it's like, no, no, I was trying to save it. I was trying to save it. Don't hurt me. So I'm quite curious to see what his story is going to be because he didn't get axed off like the other stormtroopers. No, him and Warner Herzog are going to have a pretty intimidating talk. I think so too. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm going to say this real quick. One of my favorite moments, and I know it's kind of silly, I suppose, but I love the fact that when Mando, which... Is, I'm assuming that's just his nickname. That's not his actual name. I, I do believe the actor or somebody actually revealed what his name is, but I chose to ignore that or not hear it for the sake of just learning it from the story. Anyway, uh, it was when they arrived to the door before meeting the client to deliver the Baby Yoda creature and the little security cam comes out. And I don't know why. I, I just lost it seeing the expression of the Baby Yoda creature just like in awe with its mouth hanging open. It's like, oh my, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. That, that just warmed my heart. And that baby had a lot of heartwarming moments in this episode, right, Mark? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I mean, just uh, the use of puppetry. And I think a little CG on the Yoda puppet was just, you know, top notch again, as always. They seem to definitely be relying more on the puppet for its expressive shots. But just the way its ears were moving in the wind of the launch bay and everything, top shelf. I agree. And so it's also really neat because I'm going to conclude here that we got to see the the tribe of the Mandalorian back up Mando during the last skirmish at the end of the episode. And he's got to get a jetpack. He's got to get that jetpack. He really needs one. So, oh, and one last comment I'll say, actually, I keep saying it's the last one. I actually thought it was kind of interesting how this episode kind of felt like a video game where I understand how the world works a little bit, where Mando gets a bounty. He gets these like plates of metal, which at first I thought was the currency, but I guess it's just some kind of deposit of a mineral. And he returns to his tribe and gets it well down to become part of his armor or a new weapon. And I was like, man, this would have been a great video game for each bounty you do. You get to upgrade your armor and become more powerful. I kind of like that in a TV series. I would play a Mandalorian spinoff game if the Mandalorian spinoff game, if they did this. Good luck. EA has the rights and they'll only allow one good game at a time. <laughs> That's fair. But, um, yeah, I think just, you know, if I made Matt to wrap it up a little bit, just this episode was really solid again. And I think it really falls on just uh, the last two episodes being done by very talented and seasoned directors. And I mean, that's no knock against Dave Filoni. I really love his work in the animated side. But I think really, as of right now, episode one is the weakest of the three. And that's nothing against Dave Filoni. I know he was trying to establish this world so we can kind of get used to it. But I kind of like that the last two episodes focused more on a particular setting and a part of the story. It just made it easier to digest. Absolutely. And I'm actually, I'm very, I'm looking forward to seeing Dave Filoni's uh, take on episode five now that he'll have more experience under his belt. 
But to address the elephant in the room here, the next episode will be directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I am not really familiar with her directorial experience, so we'll see how that goes. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. We'll have to see. And that'll do it for the spoiler review talk of The Mandalorian, Season 1, Episode 3, The Sin. You heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below. Did you enjoy the episode? Did you not enjoy it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. If you like reviews just like this, be sure to subscribe to my podcast channel ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop like this video and if you want to support me directly please go to my patreon at patreon.com forward slash matt seller consider donating as low as a dollar a month will help go towards my podcast channel art animation and content made just for you this is matt seller this is mark thanking you all for tuning in (laughs) 